Hey guys, Hunter here. If you're like me, you've started to listen to uh, most of your podcasts on Spotify. And if you guys do, it would really help us out if you would leave us a review on Spotify. We've just recently gotten on the platform and we're trying to get our reviews up. So if you enjoy the show, uh, we would really greatly appreciate you going there and uh, clicking a, a review for us. It only takes a few seconds and it will really help us out uh, with growing the podcast and getting the good word of health and fitness out. Now let's get to the show. with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hunter here with Caleb and Tyler, and we're going to talk about um, mental side of things today. We're going to talk about the proper mentality, mental toughness, how to get things done, how to set yourself up mentally to make progress in both the gym and also in the kitchen with nutrition and uh, just ways that you can uh, set yourself up to succeed because uh, so much of success is your mental space, your mental attitude, um, and um, just how you think about things, how you process the world, and how you process success as well as failure. So we're going to go uh, into the mental side of things today. I think it's going to be a good discussion. I think the thing that kind of was intriguing to me about this discussion was, and I'm guilty of this, I know, because as a nutrition coach, I want to try to make things as easy as possible. And I want to try to help people pace workouts so it feels as less painful as possible and you peak for peak performance and all these things. But at the end of the day, if we sometimes we work way too hard to try to make it easy instead of just acknowledging that sometimes good results come from hard things. And it doesn't mean you've got to go so far into that that like if it's not breaking me down, it's not helping because that's not true at all. But there's also a side of it that we need to be and we should be willing to acknowledge that it is really hard to do the right thing sometimes. And that applies to a lot of different areas in life. And I think with training, with nutrition, it certainly applies that it is really hard to say no to certain cravings. It is really hard to uh, go to the gym when you're really tired and when everything's stacked against you. And so there's just a balance between those two things. And I think a discussion talking about what's what's a time when I need to do the hard thing and what's a time when I need to rest. That's something I think a lot of people are in between and you have these the the devil and angel on your shoulder kind of telling you. And I think every day you could decide between those. Mm-hmm. Every day could be the day you need to do the hard thing. And at some point during the day, every day, you've got that voice in the back of your mind that says, oh, maybe I need to rest today. Maybe I need to just take it easy. Mm-hmm. And so I think for a lot of people, just some guidance on, on that whole idea. And what are some clues that you guys have experienced in the past that has been where you felt like, Oh man, that was just a lie I was telling myself. We had a co- I had a conversation with somebody this morning about the workout, and he said and he pulled up to the stoplight and he the whole all morning he was thinking, 
Oh man, wall balls. I mean, I've really I've worked out really hard this week. I, I could really just take the day off. I got a lot of stuff at work today to do and I pulled up to the stoplight and I could have easily turned left and gone to work, but you know what? I went straight because I knew uh that the the days that I don't feel like it are the most important days for making progress. So it's definitely a fine line of when is it doing too too much or when are when are we um you know, when do we need need a break and, and being able to determine when uh that is comes with experience and a lot of time and knowing your body really well but starting out a lot of a lot of people don't really know that and so to me it's it's easy to uh, get motivated and fired up about something and come out strong and do it to me what's a lot harder is sticking with it over an extended period of time and I talk about this a lot the hardest part is sticking with something for literally years you know it, it's to me it's more more impressive for somebody who shows up five days a week for three years than it is somebody who comes twice a day for three months and then quits coming at all you know that's that's not as impressive to me as somebody who shows up every single day for um, Monday through Friday for two years straight that's something that's that consistency is to me a lot harder to do than get motivated about something and go all in for it for a few months and then then fall off yeah we have to define what is tough we have to define number one what's the difference in mental toughness and physical toughness right and and then we've got to kind of take for ourselves and we have to kind of sit down and look inside and say all right what is what's tougher for me because it's going to be different for every single person the way i define toughness is that toughness and the kind of way you said hunter is it's discipline and discipline is doing the things that we don't want to do like we love to do them and that's something that's a quote that i heard a long time ago uh from ben bergeron that has stuck with me for a long time toughness and being tough i think we get this david goggins mindset of like oh yeah i gotta run till my feet bleed that's not that's not necessarily tough we can't confuse ignorance with discipline we need to sit down and say all right what are the things that i need to be most disciplined in and how consistent can I be with those things? And then where does the balance lie within setting goals over a time frame? And how am I able to complete these goals in the time frame that I'm able to do that? And being tough is on the days that it's cold outside. It's, you know, 34 degrees in the morning in the 5 a.m. class. And there's a 400 meter run at the end of the AMRAP like there is in the class today. You know, I guarantee you every single person that walked outside of the door got a little bit cold. And not everyone wanted to do that. But if you can tell yourself, hey, this is part of being disciplined is knowing that I don't necessarily want to do this, but if it is good for you at the end of the day and it's part of achieving your goal, then we need to kind of look at it from a side of this may make me tougher. This may make me more resilient. And that, that toughness and that resiliency, that discipline, these are some hype words that we see all over social media. But something that I try to try to kind of stick to is these kind of synonyms for these words i think that for one thing that i've struggled with in the past is sometimes i set emotional goals and that leads me to um certain situations that where i'm doing something and maybe um can't trust my my mental state mm -hmm. if that makes sense and i can't trust my mentalities and so for my advice and kind of knowing these knowing the difference between is this a day to rest and recover? Is this the day to grind? Yeah. And is this just going to be kind of a grind? And uh, for me, I think if the things that you're about to do, if you knew in a place where you weren't emotional and you were very realistic and you were in a neutral space, if you agreed with yourself that this is something that you want, then understanding that there are going to be days when you don't want to do it, but you need to still do it. 
but if it's oh I was listening to music and got really pumped up and was like all right today I'm gonna do the competition track and you were just maybe in a hyper emotional state or you someone made a comment to you that really flared up something inside of you and so now you want to set a body composition goal that maybe isn't in line with all the other things that are going on in your life being able to step back and patiently maybe over the course of multiple days really outline what your goal is in various mental states Mm -hmm. so that you can trust and when you do set goals accurately and in a non-emotional way then I think you can trust that, okay, going to the gym five days a week is realistic, it's safe, it's healthy, and it's Thursday and I don't want to go to the gym, but I know I need to go today. But if it's go to the gym six days a week and on Sunday I go for an hour-long run and you don't want to run on Sunday, that's not the time to grind, okay, because that's a seven-day, that's unrealistic for anyone, and recovery is a really important part of that. So, that's my advice is to, to set the realistic non-emotional goals and then use that time to govern very tangible yes or no. And then that can help you filter through the, uh, the angel and demon on your shoulder. I think it all starts within the goal setting process of going deeper into what it's going to take to achieve the goal and then determining what habits do I need to set to be able to achieve that goal. Um, thinking of if I want to squat 500 pounds as a goal, well, then you got to dig deeper and say, well, what does a person that squat 500 pounds do every single day to reach that goal? What do they do on a week to week and day to day basis? Literally go that deep into the weeds and determine what do I need to do to be able to accomplish this goal? So if we take the 500 pound squat, for example, obviously they need to be doing squatting and finding a program that they're, that has sufficient reps and squats and also in accessory work and that type of thing, but also what mobility work are they doing? How much protein are they eating? How much food are they eating? How much rest are they getting? That type of thing. What are they doing every single day? Are they doing body work? Are they doing getting massages? Are they doing, you know, contrast showers? Are they getting nine hours of sleep? All those types of things you got to add in and then you got to figure out, okay, I need to add all this stuff in and make sure I'm doing it every single day and every single week. And then at that point, you realize the habits that you need to set and you have to religiously follow those habits and never let those habits fall because those are the most important thing is being able to set the habits because you know uh, if you set those habits and do them over an extended period of time, eventually you will reach your goal. Now it might take you longer or it might take you less time. That that really is irrelevant because well, ultimately it's if you do the things that are a 500-pound squatter does, you eventually squat 500 pounds. Same thing is if you want to make a million dollars, if you do the things that a million um, a millionaire does every single day, eventually you're going to get there. If you um, want to lose 100 pounds, if you do the things that uh, a person that loses 100 pounds a, uh, a day uh, does every single day, you're going to do it. So you have to, it all starts from the very beginning of setting the goal and breaking that down into what habits uh, do I need to do? What do I need to do every single day to get there? And then relentlessly pursuing those habits and making them non-negotiable. It is a non-negotiable that I'm going to do this stuff every single day until it becomes a habit. And the first month is going to be the hardest part because it takes about 28 days to develop a habit. And then once it, once you have the habit, then it's just do it, continue to do it over an extended period of time and realizing that I know I'm going to keep doing this until I get there. And then every now and then, you know, every three or six months, you can pop your head up and say, am I working, uh, getting closer to my goal or do I need to adjust and, uh, change a habit or set something new or that type of thing. But as far as, um, 
the squatting or working out example, you rest is a, a very important part of, of your, uh, week, weekly, uh, you know, journey in that. And so you need to have rest built in. And so then it makes it easy to know, okay, I feel really beat down and it's Friday, but I'm still going to go to the gym because I know I'm going to get a full day off on Sunday. But if you don't ever have that system and that schedule in place, then it's a lot harder to determine, should I go to the gym? Should I not go to the gym? When, if it's part of the process and part of your weekly schedule and you already have the rest built in in two days, then it's easier to go to the gym because you, you've taken that, that out of, um, that's just part of what you do. It's important to realize too, like what you were just talking about, it made me think about there's really no, there's no one that doesn't want to every day mm-hmm. or that, that wants to every day. Yeah. yeah. Right. There's, there's no one that is immune to what you're feeling right now about wanting to getting to that point where you do have to grind a little bit, or you've got to, to realize that this is kind of hard to do the, what I want to accomplish is tough. Um, so I think giving yourself the freedom to to be okay with that and to know that every every CrossFitter on earth, every weightlifter on earth, every professional athlete on earth wakes up and maybe has a doubt some days that, like, do I really want to do this? I think we get in trouble when we think, oh, everyone else in the gym, you know, isn't going through this. I'm the only one that's going through this. But giving yourself the freedom to realize that, you know, the people that you aspire to be like and to, that you look up to, they also engage this and they have put these things in place. A lot of things that you guys have been talking about, they have put those things in place to um, guard against mm-hmm. having that too often. And then the truth is the longer you do it, the more you can, the, the less you're going to have those, those doubts. So it will get better over time, but it'll always be there. I thought about this quote that Alex Ramosi said uh, that really stuck out to me. And he said when, uh, whenever he's trying to accomplish something, he, he started telling himself, I'm not going to do my best. I'm going to do what's required. And that really stuck out to me because if your best is not good enough, if you're not where you want to be. Okay. So let's take a step back. You are where you are because of who, of, of the things you've done up to this point. If you're not happy with where you are, then you need to change something and make a change. And that's the beautiful thing about it. It's also, um, it sucks at first to realize like I'm where I am because of who have been up to this point, but also it's there's freedom in realizing I can change uh, myself and become the person that will get to, to where I want to be. And so um, if you realize I will do what is required to get me there, then it takes all the feelings out of it. It takes the, 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 the self doubt and uh, the self judgment and the, uh, you know, disappointment and all that type of stuff. And it just takes it out, throws it out the window. I'm, I'm just going to do what's required to get to this goal. And okay, so then at that point, you determine well what's required to get to that goal and whatever the goal is, then you start, you implement it. And I'm just going to do this every day because this is my goal. No matter what, I'm going to do every single day what I need to do to achieve this goal until I get it. And if you can start taking that mindset, you will much more likely to succeed and you will succeed because you'll eventually get there whether it's sooner or later like I said earlier that is irrelevant the time frame doesn't really matter what matters is if you do the thing every single day that's going to get you there eventually you will get there yeah it takes me this just keeps taking me back to something we talk about this around the gym if you're a member um in Flowood I, I try to kind of hint on this and talk on this with people all the time but um just the idea of delayed gratification that I think that's what it boils down to is do you have a clear defined path do you have a clear defined goal and are you willing to 
completely understand what it is that's going to take to get there. It doesn't have, you don't have to be crossing barbed wire or barefoot, but it's definitely not going to be easy. Right? That's why it's called being mentally tough. It's not being uh, mentally go with the flow. It's being mentally tough. And I love like using quotes and, and studying, you know, great thinkers and leaders of the past. And, you know, Lincoln said, discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. And when we talk about delayed gratification, you know, social media, I think, especially in the society and the culture that we live in says, hey, take the easy road. You know, this, it should be handed to you. It should be it should be already done. But at the end of the day, the job, you know, whether it's setting a goal for a 500 pound back squat or being a millionaire or, you know, raising a family that's healthy and active and fit, that job's never going to be done. Even whenever you accomplish the the when you hit the 500 pound back squat. Uh, whenever you see that paycheck that rolls through and you see those figures in the bank account, when the kids graduate from school and go off to college, there's always going to be that thing in the back of the mind that's like, all right, what's next? Or, man, could I have done this differently? Could I have done this better? But when we're able to take that time to say, look, this is going to take a long period. This isn't going to happen overnight. This is gonna not going to happen in a month. And we can delay the gratification of actually accomplishing the goal. What we find is that the mental toughness happens on the journey to the goal. It doesn't happen with achieving the goal. And so I love being able to sit back and, and look at where people's where they are in their journey compared to where they are when they achieve their goal. And I think most people find that it's it's the journey that that takes us there that we learn most from because when we accomplish that goal what are we going to do next we're just going to set another one okay now i want to have multi-million dollars okay now i want to retire and be uh the wealthiest retiree in my industry or something along those lines and really at the end of the day if we don't have a true knowledge of self if we can't digest the things that we're doing and say are these helping me achieve my goals are these actions and habits helping me push back the gratification of achieving the goal in order to actually be uh, mentally tougher and stronger in what I'm doing, then what we're going to find is at the end of the day, we're going to accomplish that goal and we're not going to be satisfied. I love that you said that. I was I, That was the point I was wanting to make and, and to talk through was that hard things are a win in and of themselves. And so more so than even achieving the, the back squat, the PR, the body composition, the process of getting there is a win in and of itself because it's creating a different person. It's it's um, adding a, a level of pliability that allows mm. you to not be broken down by one comment or broken down by one experience, but it allows you to absorb things for what they are and it allows you to very quickly rebound into an even keel state. And um, I think it develops a resilience. And so doing hard things develops resilience in you that allows you to engage challenging moments in relationships, challenging conversations at work and with family and to not be, um, not be susceptible to such high ups and downs, but allows you to engage those things with more at the end of the day capacity, because now instead of your capacity going out the window, because you're in a frantic state of up or down, either so high or so low that it, it brings you back to level to where you're most likely to be able to have thoughtful, uh, in engaging conversations yeah, and um, and relationships. And so when you expand your capacity by doing hard things, whether it be working towards a back squat, doing the stretching at night when you don't want to, getting off the couch when you don't want to, making the food when you don't want to, eating 
the thing that you don't want to, that you know you need to. All those things are building up this resilience into you that are going to be, you're going to experience the benefits of those in places you least expect it. It could be having a level head. One of the really cool stories from the World Cup was watching the captain of the U.S. team get berated by an Iranian reporter about the way that he pronounced the name of the country and respect. And then he made comments to him about um, representing a country that had such racial division in the news and things. And he was able to keep such a level head and not what many people would have wanted to do, respond really aggressive towards him and react. But you could see he's a young guy. I don't know how old is Tyler Adams, the captain he's like for the 23, U.S. Twenty-three, twenty-four. Twenty-three years nuts. old, and he's on the world stage. In that moment, he was able to keep such a level head, and I have no doubt that all the hard things that he did on the soccer field since he was five, six, seven years old Played allowed out. him to stay cool, calm, and collected in a really, in, um, I guess potentially like uh, impactful moment yeah. in the world of politics and news. It could have been so easy for him to start a world war right there. <laughs> I mean, he could have said some things that would have just made They were yeah. trying to instigate him. And so what are the things that you're doing now physically or with your nutrition that are going to also potentially help give life to family relationships and work relationships? Mental, mental toughness to me is being able to realize that you are not your feelings and you don't have to act on your feelings and realizing that your feelings are just feelings and you don't have to respond to them, whether positive or negative. And uh, going back to what I said earlier, you know, I will do what is required and being mentally tough is saying, I don't care how I feel. I'm going to do what is required. Um, you know, growing up when you were playing sports and say you show up to a soccer tournament and it's 45 degrees outside or 35 degrees outside and you're freezing cold or like, it doesn't matter. There's a game to be played. Uh, yeah, I'm cold. We're all cold. Everybody's cold. Yeah, it sucks. So what? We're, we're here to, we're here. I'm going to try to win yeah. the game. Um, or, you know, playing football in two days and it's 95 degrees outside and it's your, your six, two a day practice of the week. And you're tired is like, okay, well, this is required of somebody who wants to play and win a state championship. So I'm going to do it. I feel tired. I feel hot. I don't want to be out here. I would much rather be at the water park, uh, with my friends, you know, eating snow cones, but that's what's required. <laughs> Tell if, us more about yeah, this yeah, example. Yeah. <laughs> Please dig deeper. Yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's dig into I that would a literally, bit. I can remember in high school and football, two days, literally fantasizing about going down a water slide <laughs> with, a, with was, a snow cone yeah, so hot, so sunglasses on but you learn and it, that's just a feeling and i don't have to respond to it i can it, i can look at it and say hmm that's a feeling okay back to what i was trying to do and that that takes a lot of work and years and years and years and it's something we all struggle with and we will always struggle with for the rest of our life is um getting caught up in a moment and feeling and wanting to react to that feeling but if the more we can um, look at it and say, um, this is a feeling. I don't have to respond to it. Uh, this doesn't define me as a person. This is an interesting feeling. I wonder why I'm feeling this way, but this is not going to derail me from the, what I need to do at the current moment. And the more we can do that, I feel like the, the stronger and more resilient we will become, and we will be much more likely to succeed in whatever avenue it is we, we want, want to achieve because we are not responding or reacting to our feelings. We have something that is required of us, and we're going to do it uh, rain or shine, sleet or snow, hot or cold, 
feel good, feel bad, tired. Doesn't matter. You got three hours of sleep. So uh, last night, nobody cares. Literally, nobody, nobody cares <laughs> if you didn't sleep good last night. Everybody has their own things going on in their life. Um, and if you can take that mindset and realize, like, get out of your own head, let's quit responding to your feelings, and let's start um, doing what's required, um, things start happening. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, uh, you know, what we're doing, what we're trying to accomplish, trying to impact the lives of moving people, taking care of our bodies, eating the quality foods, that that's kind of a still a social taboo. I mean, I think there's going to be a day where our society and our country and our world looks up and realize, oh, crap, we have been way down on the wrong end of the road when it comes to our, our eating and our diet habits and the food that we eat and the, and the society's outlook on exercise. But like if you come exercise four to six times a week and you eat quality food uh, and you take care of your body and you sleep and you drink water and you don't live on, uh, you know, caffeine and Adderall, which like kids, my, people my age, right? I mean, most people I know that are my age for the most part are living on essentially, you know, caffeine and Adderall. That's, that's what they run on. And whenever I tell people like, yeah, you know, when I tell people what I eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for most days, they're like, why? Like, why, why, why do you do that? And, and the only thing I can tell them is because I want to be the healthiest version of myself that I can be. I want to be the, in the best shape of my life and the fittest version that I can be. And at the end of the day, if that doesn't sound cool to you, that's not necessarily my, my problem. I mean, hopefully I can influence you and impact that upon you. But we've got to stand strong in what we're doing. We got to be disciplined in what we're doing because society doesn't want us to do it. And you've got to and you've got to distance yourself from too many of those influences. Yeah. The positive way to do that is to find people that you aspire to be like, and spend time with them. And you're going to see yourself change. You're going to see your your level elevated. Everybody knows that person they played a sport with that just did not. They did not make excuses. They just did the work. And you you look at that person and you have respect for them. We all want to gravitate towards comfort and we need to surround ourselves with people that don't make excuses and don't seek comfort but seek the things that we aspire to be. And we're going to very easily see, oh, I'm a lot softer than I thought. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm, I'm making a lot of excuses and... I see them just doing the work and I know they didn't sleep last night or yeah. I know they had this going on. And so when you find, like you said, when you start to recognize those people around you and the influences, you realize they're pulling you to whatever direction. Yeah. And if you don't like the direction they're going, you've got to distance it or you will get pulled that direction. Excuses are so contagious and they're so easy to get caught up in. And we've all been there so many times of we start talking about how we feel or how we slept or what the weather's like, and next thing you know, everybody's talking about it and jumping in on it. Um, and that's why it becomes so hard to distance ourselves from our feelings and how we're feeling in the moment. And that's why I keep coming back to what is so impressive to me is the people that show up day in, day out. You know they're going to be there. You know what kind of attitude they're going to have. And it no, rain, sleet, show, uh, uh, sun, shine, uh, 20 degrees, 80 degrees, summer, winter, spring, fall, whatever the season, you know these people are going to be there and they're going to be the same person every single day. That is what's most uh, uh, impressive to me is consistency over an extended period of time um, and intensity in a short period of time followed by long bouts of inactivity is not impressive. Impressive is consistency and showing up and giving the same effort every single day. And that's what 
ultimately what's going to make you have progress over years and years and years. And those are the people that are able to continually make progress or maintain where they're at because they're able to do it. And that's the same with work, the same with school, the same with um, being, you know, a spouse or a, a parent or a, a, a son or a daughter or uh, making progress in the gym, all those areas. It's always about consistent consistency. And the people that are able to do that are the people that have realized I'm going to do what's required uh, because we're all human. There's always going to be days where we don't feel like doing the thing. There's always going to be days when we don't, we just want to lay in bed and um, put the covers over our head and try again tomorrow. But if we can um, distance ourselves from those feelings and, and say, I'm going to do what's required to reach my goal that I've set for myself because I'm going to hold my account, myself accountable because if I don't hold myself accountable, nobody else is going to, then we will be, you know, much more likely to, to, we will get, we, you will eventually get to where you want to get to, whether in one year, five years, 10 years, you will get there. Um, if you, um, keep, keep going at it. Dude, I love that. That, uh, makes me think of a post that I saw the other day on social media, um, from her name's Dr. Ann Limke, I believe. Uh, and this is going to be my recommend. Um, it's her on Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, no matter how you feel about Joe Rogan, she's extremely smart. Um, and she wrote, uh, dopamine nation, um, but it's talking about the pleasure pain scale. And I don't know if we may have talked about this. I don't know if we were, we had talked about this yet, but um, essentially what she was talking about is um, there's a fulcrum and on one side of it is pleasure. On the other side is pain um, and engaging um, or overindulging in pleasurable activities can push you towards the pleasure side. And it makes you uh, more sensitive to pain whenever it's experienced because we know it's going to happen. Or on the other end of that kind of fulcrum is uh, engaging in a more painful or uncomfortable, maybe a, a better way of putting it, activities like being disciplined, exercising, those type of things, it pushes us more towards uh, the pain side, which leaves us more sensitive to future pleasures. So it kind of leaves you with two choices. Either A, choose pleasure and make everything else more painful, or B, choose pain and make everything else more pleasurable. And the word pain can kind of be a bit cringy at first because like what do we define pain like sometimes pain is uh you know day five coming to the gym and you don't really want to be here it's not necessarily pain doesn't have to be running yourself ragged into the wall to where you're about to just break down but it's choosing the things that make us uncomfortable so much that whenever the opportunity for something pleasurable comes by like hitting that benchmark achievement or uh having that break when it comes up and really appreciating the recovery it makes us just more sensitive to those kind of things so i try to like i kind of think about if you want some science behind like actually delayed gratification and a a scientific study behind pleasure and pain that's a really really cool study i think what you're saying is like we sometimes talk about mental toughness and pain and resilience and doing all these things that doesn't mean that you've got to go to like the dark place during a workout it's just the difference between Zaxby's in a blanket on the couch with Netflix or going to the gym and giving a a really good effort, but it doesn't have to be you sent it on the assault bike and you can't breathe and you're laying down. That's not pain. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about David Goggins. We're talking about the difference between the couch versus going to the gym, getting on a foam roller, having a good sweat, 
and that for a lot of people is pain. And so that's what I think you're talking about yeah. is, and so that is a good way to make sure and rephrase that for people that when we talk yeah, about exactly. pain, it's not, it's not come to the gym and hurt. It's not thrusters till you die. It's not all these things that people associate exercise with. It's just the opposite of yeah. warm blanket. Like the first thing it's, I said was like, you can't confuse ignorance it's with discipline. Doing, it's doing the thing that you committed to do when you don't feel like doing it. Yep. It's when, Friday afternoon and you committed to go into the gym four days a week and you've been three and you said you were going to go four days a week and you really want to go home because it was a long day at work and it's going to the gym because you, even though you don't feel like it, it's when you commit to taking a cold shower every single morning and it's 25 degrees outside, just like I was freezing cold this morning and I really didn't feel like turning it to cold for the last mm -hmm. minute of my shower, but I've committed to finish every morning with a cold, uh, every shower in the morning for, with a minute in the cold. Are you a minute? A minute. Yeah, that's, that's good. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. That's and, tough. And um, it, I do it every single day because I've told myself I was going to do it, and I didn't really didn't feel like doing it today. But then you do it, and within five seconds, you're like, uh, it, it's the hardest part is doing it. And then once you do it, it's not near as bad as you expect it's going to be. It's the same thing with going to the gym. Once you pull in the parking lot and come inside and see people, it's a lot, a lot more fun. But we try to convince ourselves like this is going to suck. This is going to be terrible. I don't really feel like going. But to me, it's just committing to doing something and then following through and doing that every single day yeah. and doing doing it even when you don't feel like it because there's going to be more days than not that you don't feel like it than you do the amount of days that you're going to feel great are way outnumbered by the days you don't really feel that great and so if you can do um what you said you're going to do even on the days you don't feel like doing it you're going to that's to me is what mental toughness is yeah there's like a, there's a, a yin and yang to it there's a push and a pull to it um it's just something kind of a, a cool way of I think summing up kind of that that idea um, is that uh, hard workouts make the rest of your day feel a little bit easier. And we all feel better after we've done something challenging. Eating nutritious foods gives us the health to do more in the future, right? It's a it may you know something we hear all the time is it's expensive to eat healthy, right? But uh, diabetes medication is way more expensive on all of your overall health. And so eating nutritious foods gives us the health to do more in the future. Saving and investing in money allows us to work less in the future because we're prepared if something happens. So, uh, you know, we, we fall into the thing, like, oh, I worked really hard today and I need to, I really need to do some self-care. And so I'm going to take nine days off of the gym and I'm going to binge watch Netflix and fall into a cycle of, uh, you know, these habits that are going to make it harder to get back into the routine but really we should re reward ourselves whenever we do something challenging we should reward ourselves with the acknowledgement understanding that we're just taking another step towards being a little little bit more tough mentally and so that's the way I, I like to think about it to kind of sum it up is you know reward our toughness with the opportunity to do uh, something more challenging because that that pleasure that feeling of uh, completing a task or delaying that gratification when it finally comes it's going to feel way better than if we took the short road or the shortcut to get there yeah that's really good discussion Caleb you got anything you want to add before we wrap it up you guys nailed that <laughs> all right so let's uh that was good uh I really enjoy that that those types of uh discussion um, but let's move on to the next segment outside the box all right so uh what you guys got going on uh outside the box in uh the month of december when when <laughs> nothing everybody already said everything last episode yeah pretty much um here's what i'll say is that thanksgiving was awesome but i actually am really looking forward to watching elf 
that is my favorite Christmas movie, and we save it for the week of Christmas. And I just I can quote Elf from top to bottom. That's a good discussion, guys. So what are we watching during the Christmas yeah, season? Yeah. Top 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 three uh, Christmas movies to watch. I'm going number one. Number one, Elf. Okay, for me, absolute. Number two. Number two. Uh, I'm gonna say this is Char- no preparation at all. Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay, number Char- three. Uh, the Santa Claus, but like the first. Santa Claus. Uh, once they kind of get down the roads, they get a little weird. But I okay. like the original one. All right, I'm going. You want to go next, Caleb? I'll go. All right, go. Um, I've already watched two of these. <laughs> part of it <laughs> is because my wife had our Christmas stuff up in the middle of November, and as we've documented in previous episodes. Uh, number one is Home Alone. Always, yes. and I always order cheese pizza and watch number <laughs> one, and I try to get it delivered right before. The little Nero's comes in nice. and they have the pizza, so uh, that's just a little, a little extra. Uh, I'm sure you guys didn't know that's that. premeditated. That <laughs> premeditated cheese pizza during Home Alone. Try it. Number two. This is new. This is not sentimental. Great British Baking Show, holiday editions hmm. and the regular editions. But that is a new staple in our house. Is the new season of Great British Baking Show, the ultimate comfort show. Don't order anything from waiter. Delete the apps before you watch the show because you'll be craving all the sweets. And number three, this is going to be a little bit on uh, something unique. You've got mail. This is something I grew up. We grew up watching it. My sister is five years older than I am. And my mom, this was one of their favorite shows So as a kid. Uh, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, Steve Zahn is in it. Dave Chappelle is in it. Uh, there's a lot of really like really great actors and actresses in this one, but uh, you've got mail sneaky Thanksgiving slash Christmas movie. That's my number three. Technology's really held up to the test of time in that one. Uh, okay. Home alone one, home alone two, home alone three. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Easy. <laughs> Not home alone three. Uh, I would say home alone, home alone two and a Christmas story. Always yeah. 24 hour Christmas story. Uh, marathon. marathon. Always TNT. watch that on uh, TBS. TBS. <laughs> on, TBS. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, the night, the uh, Christmas Eve. Always got to watch that. And then uh, they came out with a sequel that we are going to watch as well. And we tried to start the Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie and cut it off after about ten minutes. Uh, so I would not recommend that one. Um, okay. So uh, speaking of recommend, you guys got anything to recommend? Uh, maybe Christmas edition. You've got mail. The Great <laughs> British Baking Show and Home Alone. Ordering a cheese pizza. Um, I think I said this before, but uh, I'm a big fan. That I know the pizza during the movie thing, but I'm a big fan of uh, of watching something and eating at the same time. Uh, give that a wow, shot. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> wow, that that's groundbreaking shot. stuff. So he's there, so, so talented. No, so here's what I'm saying: watch the Great British Baking Show and try to bake a cake at the same time. You heard it here first. A, Caleb said, get some popcorn it's with a you five, and watch a movie at the same time. It's a 5D experience. Okay. Um, I was just delaying because I, uh, I know you guys have. I'm going to recommend uh, starting a great family tradition, which I'm sure pretty much everybody already has. But go see some lights over Christmas. Uh, my yeah. wife and I, we go to the Canton Lights every year. It's always fun. Uh, we've done it every year since we first started dating. And uh, we will do our do that with our kids. And uh, looking at Christmas lights, always just really good time, fun, festive spirit, uh, good family environment. 
um, just go look at some lights. That's what I'm going to recommend. Do you guys, uh, do you guys, uh, eat or drink anything while you do that? Is, are you guys like, <laughs> yeah, I get, cider? A, I get a nice, uh, nice funnel cake. There. Uh, so are you guys eggnog, apple cider or hot chocolate people or none of the above. None alcohol? Of the, really none of the above. None, none of those. If it's I don't not, really have a special, uh, holiday special drink, drink other than okay. the, uh, the, the Christmas flavored coffees. At Look, here's my recommend. Here's yeah, what I was going to recommend to you. If Frosty's, Frosty's, Frosty's favorite, yeah. if a Christmas coffee for no me, free ads is going to be a double shot it's going to be a macchiato a double whiskey all right yes right <laughs> triple a <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a macchiato coconut milk traditional macchiato done with coconut milk and a shot of hazelnut okay it's fall it's a little christmasy because you kind of got uh, a little bit of that that uh, delicious uh, espresso in there just amazing but here's what i want to recommend to uh, i want to recommend an honorable mention to the movie list is it's a wonderful life uh, it's black and white. It's old. It's from 1946. My family, we grew up watching it's that. Beautiful. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's yeah. it's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> Your sensitive side. Yeah, it's out. it's a little it. more sensitive. It is. Uh, it's a slow watch, but every Christmas on Christmas Eve, my grandmother that was her favorite movie. And so growing up, we'd always watch. It's a Wonderful Life. So if you haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life, uh, it's it's a little longer. Uh, think sound of music type, but uh, it's a it's a fun one. It's Are nice. there any foods that you would recommend eating while watching it to really get the full experience? Man, nineteen forties. Can I can I go off the reserve and say a little Debbie Christmas tree cake? There you go. <laughs> All right. If you haven't listened, go back and listen to some of our previous episodes yeah. about. All right. right. That's uh. We should have a uh, a special Christmas holiday episode where we drink some of. Tyler's yeah. favorite drinks and uh, shoot an episode. I brought Jello a couple we months ago. <laughs> <laughs> protein, I brought protein Jello. We should. We'll probably out. have to live stream that one. That yeah. could get interesting. Live stream. Okay. If you guys want that, a reach flight out. of <laughs> yeah. coffee drinks that we have. Reach out to. Uh, if we if we do coffee drinks like one every five minutes, we will be bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Come to the noon class. Even after though that. Tyler is <laughs> bouncing off the walls. So, all right. That's it for uh, for this episode this week, guys. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time. Silky smooth sounds.